Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad that you're joining me. Tonight, we're going to talk about a topic that comes up frequently. People check with me to say, am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing in the eyes of somebody? And those somebodies are usually hijackals. That's my term for those people who like to control you that are toxic and create toxic relationships. Those people that like to use you and uh, and definitely, there is a definition of a hijackal, which is a person who hijacks a relationship for their own purposes and needs, and then relentlessly scavenges it for that power, status, and control. So one of the ways that we first see people is we focus on their faces. And that's generally known in the research that that's what we search for. And that's the thing that we hone in on. So we don't take in the whole person as much as we take in their faces. So we're very sensitive to what is going on and reading a face. That's important, and we want to get better at it because the more that we experience a relationship that's not working, the more insights and tools and skills we need in order to recognize what's really happening. So this evening, I wanted to help you uh, with looking at what that really is with the hijackal, and uh, that we could learn to be reading those signs better. Um, because um, those eyes tell a whole story, and we need to be able to see that, definitely see that. So that is the focus tonight, reading the shifting, scary eyes of a hijackal. And if you're enjoying the, what you learn here, know that there are over 500 episodes between my two podcasts. You can find those at SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. And if you're enjoying being here and you would like to support the work, I really invite you to do that. Go to Patreon.com slash SaveYourSanity. You can give a one-time donation or a small monthly donation to support the work. And if you find value here, that's a great way to show us. So that's at Patreon.com slash SaveYourSanity. So reading the shifting, scary eyes of a hijackal. I chose those words really carefully, shifting and scary, because as you tune in, you see how the eyes change and you see the intention seem to change. The way they look at you change. The way they respond to you change. So I wanted to really go deeply into a few of the ways that we can recognize these hijackal eyes 
or the narcissist's eyes or the psychopath's eyes. Now, remember, I make a clear distinction. Most people are not mental health professionals as I am. So we're not doing any diagnostics here. None of you are probably equipped and educated and in order to make a diagnosis. So we don't call people narcissists or psychopaths or hijack or antisocials or use any of those clinical terms, which is why I developed the term hijackals. So we could talk about the behaviors, patterns, cycles without doing a mental health clinical assessment, which most people are not equipped to do. So we just say people have narcissistic tendencies or toxic tendencies, or are high-conflict people, because you don't need a label. Now, some people have said to me, well, isn't hijackle a label? Yes, if you want to get really picky, I suppose it is, but it gives us a way to just talk about it. Hijackle behavior, hijackle traits, so that we can realize that we are in relationship with a hijackle. Therefore, something is going on within us that also is part of that relationship, and we want to address that. So the eyes have it tonight. The eyes tell a big story. And when you're first attracted to these people, they have that, you know, we call them bedroom eyes or come hither eyes or, you know, let me dry you into my web. <laughs> Those kind of eyes, the charming, inquisitive, engaging eyes. Now, those are usually attractive. We're usually quite happy to see those, except if we've been sexually abused. But there are many more ways in which hijackals change their eyes to allow you to know and have a little insight into what they're thinking. So what did you see when you first saw the hijackal? Did you see those engaging, twinkling, come my way eyes? Did you see intense eyes looking deeply into you? Or did you see something different? And did you pay attention to what you were seeing? Or were you simply just engaged and flattered and enjoying the moment, which makes absolute sense. Don't ever beat yourself up for being attracted to a hijackal. You don't know. You don't know what you're getting because their entire game up front is to love bomb you, to make you feel that they are the best thing since sliced bread and so are you and you're perfect for each other. You know, I've said it before. You're going to run into times when somebody says to you, oh, I know I don't know you, but I know I'm going to love you and we're going to get married and we're going to live together forever. Anybody says that to you, be flattered and say, well, let's give it a year and see. I know that's hard to do and you don't want to do it. But of course, one of the ploys of a hijackal is to sweep you off your feet and get you engaged with them as quickly as possible. And that may even mean a ring on your finger, but it may mean live with me, marry me, move in with me, let's have a baby, let's build a business, let's move to the countryside and and plant geraniums, but let's do it together. And it all sounds romantic. It all sounds wonderful. You're not thinking, oh, they want to go to the country and plant geraniums. 
they're trying to isolate me, marginalize me, have power over me, and I'll get out there and I'll have no transportation. You're not thinking that. You're thinking, oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, what a romantic notion. Hmm, I feel so special. And we have to become very, very able to calibrate what's going on. We have to keep our feet firmly on the ground, even when we do want to just let ourselves levitate a little bit in love. So let's talk about eyes. Not only did is it important to what did you see when you looked at the hijackal, but what did the hijackal want you to see? They don't want you to see the manipulative part, the deceitful part, the controlling part, the um, power over you part. They want you to see the, oh, isn't this fun? Isn't this wonderful? Look what I can offer you part. And then you know that the hijackals are always watching you. They're always watching you. They're, they may not always be in your presence, but they're watching you. They may blow up your phone as a way of watching you. They may make lots of, of inquiries as to where you were, a way of watching you. They have many ways. So their eyes tell a big story. One of the things that you see, and you see it in all people, so I'll just gloss over it quickly, is the rage eyes. When that happens, you know, our eyes narrow, the focus becomes very clear, we lose peripheral vision, and it's just, you are the subject, the object of my rage, and it narrows in and focuses on you. It's a very scary thing because you can feel that piercing glance and you know, you may not realize that their peripheral vision has shortened, but that's giving you that feeling of being seen right into and over and through. And so the rage eyes, I think we're all quite familiar with because we've seen it in other people. We've seen angry eyes, which are different than rage eyes. Angry eyes are just, I'm not happy with you or I'm not happy at a situation, but we don't get the rage. We don't get the narrowing that we get in rage. So it's important to have some distinctions here. So rage eyes, I think we can all recognize, but if you catch a hijackal unawares, or if you really start observing them, which I hope you will do, you're going to see these differences in their the way that their eyes convey a message. And it is important to notice because they don't have a lot of control over this. And so it gives you an insight into what's going on. So the first kind of eyes, aside from rage eyes, that is important to notice are vacant eyes. It is sort of that look of there's nobody home, just, you know, gone. I'm unavailable. I've gone internal. I, you know, I'm not here, I'm invisible, and you are definitely invisible. So that that very blank stare, they're, they're not particularly focused on anything. It's just like they're gone. Poof, they're gone. Are you familiar with that? That kind of vacant eyes, like, I can't be bothered to be here. I have withdrawn all my energy from you and from this situation. And I have no feelings at all. And we're going to talk about how the vacant eyes turn into the psychopathic stare a little later. 
But this vacant eyes thing, like there's nobody there and you're trying to get their attention. You're trying to get them to see you and they will not. They're just simply nobody home. Now, that's a bit of a ploy because if you try to engage them, which is what they want, they are going to ignore you more or then return it with rage. But one of the things that sets hijackles apart is this complete cold blank stare that just gone, gone. And that's a way of withdrawing by being present. So if you have seen that vacant stare, those cold eyes, there, I'm unavailable and I don't care. I don't even see you. You're invisible. That's a hallmark of a hijackal. That's what you're going to see. But you may also have seen what are kind of dead eyes, dead, dark eyes. They're cold. They're harsh. They're kind of flat. And it's an intimidating look. It's an intimidating, controlling look. You know, just, hmm, I'm sure I can't do it. But you know, you've probably seen it. That cold, harsh, dark, oh, you know, all of a sudden there is this person. I thought I loved them. I thought they loved me. I thought I knew them. And now all of a sudden there is this dead eye look. And they're almost reptilian eyes, very cold. And it comes from having little to no empathy, so little to no feeling behind the eyes. They're not engaging with you. They're not empathizing with you. They're not sympathizing with you. They're not interested in you. And you're taking up their precious time. You're taking up their precious energy. And they do not want to be bothered with you. So we get the no feelings, no remorse, just let me stare you down, dead eyes. All they want you to do at that moment is submit. Give me power over you or I'm going to take it. And that is the dead eyes approach. And that is really hard to handle. Right? Because here you are in a relationship that you got into because you were hooked on hope that this person loved you and you were going to create this wonderful world together. And you were hooked on who you met in the beginning, who was just a mask, just a chameleon pretending to be all those wonderful things. But you were stuck on if I just do things right, that person that I felt loved me, that person I initially met will magically reappear. No, that's not happening. That was a mask. Who they're showing you with their vacant eyes or their dead eyes is the real person. And I know you don't want to believe that because it means wasn't all that wonderful stuff true? Well, actually, it wasn't but it was wonderful stuff. But now they're showing you who they really are, even with the ways they use their eyes. So you know what I mean by, say, reptilian eyes. They're just darting, cold, nothing behind there. Kind of dead. And so they just want you to submit. And 
That's when you see the real hijackal in those dead, cold, dark eyes. You familiar with that? Have you seen someone just immediately go dark and cold in front of you? You know, they may have been saying all kinds of loving things, engaging you in great conversation, talking about plans, basically future faking if it's a hijackal. If you don't know what future faking is, just go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com, find the little magnifying glass and put in future faking. I did a whole episode on it. They're trying to engage you in a possible future, in a possible love, in a possible deep relationship, the one you very much want. They will never deliver it for anything more than a hot minute when they're afraid that they're going to lose you or you're going to discard them. But it is important to start seeing what is in front of you, not what you wish would come back, because that wasn't real. I know it's sad. It's sad to think that you met this wonderful person, male or female. Is there as many hijackals where male as female? You just present a little differently. And you, you had all this joy, all this optimism, all of this wonderful idea of what your future would look like. And then you find that it's not real. They're not real. All of that front up stuff, all of that love bombing, all of that you know, come hither and we're going to have a wonderful life together. I don't know you, but I love you already. It was just a come on. Something to lure you in. And as I say in my book, Escaping the Hijackal Trap, there's a whole chapter called The Gotcha Factor. Once they gotcha, then you start seeing these things for what they are. And I'm inviting you in this episode to see things for what they are right now by giving you these insights into the look in their eyes. So we talked about rage eyes and vacant eyes and dead eyes. And these things are telltale signs of hijackals. You may not want to hear this because you really want to believe that you didn't make a mistake, that this person is who you thought they were. And I totally understand that. None of us want to fall in love and find that who we fell in love with was really somebody else. I understand that completely. But now you're there. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's not even someone you fell in love with. You know, I I come from a hijackal family. I could watch my mother's eyes go cold. I could watch her just turn away. I could watch her be angry at other people and turn that anger onto me. It was very apparent by the look on her face and particularly the look in her eyes. So rage eyes, vacant eyes, dead eyes. And now let's talk about black eyes. Um, and really that's dark irises. <laughs> the, the irises go very, very, very dark. Um, and the angrier they get, the more likely you're going to see this, that you're going to see that happen that the eyes go cold and dark and it feels like they've gone black and it's intended to make you feel intimidated and afraid. The whole intention is just like an animal going to stare down and frighten you with their gaze. This is the same thing that the hijackal does when they turn on the black eyes and 
it's a vengeful look. Like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to nail you to the wall. I am going to, to make you small, make you recede, make you contract and take power over you. And when you first meet these people, it's, it's kind of something that runs across their face. You kind of catch it and you think, oh, no, I didn't really see that. Maybe it's cold, maybe a little chilling. And then they catch themselves and, and all of a sudden it goes away. But it gets worse. The deeper the relationship, the longer the relationship, the less they cover up who they really are and how they really feel and what they're really thinking and what they really want. And so you're going to see these things more frequently. So this black eyes is going to get more frequent and, and become more intense. And that vengeful look is also going to turn into revenge. And then the cycle starts to churn. Do you know what I'm talking about? I bet you do if you've had a hijackal parent or partner or a sibling or maybe an adult child. I've had many people in my practice who have had their children marry hijackals and then they have experienced that for the first time. And if that has happened to you and you want to talk to me about it, it's really simple. I offer a new client full hour consultation one time only for new clients for only $97. You can go to beaclient.com, beaclient.com. Very simple. We'll talk. I can answer your questions and help you see what's really going on in your relationship. And if you want to join my Emerging Empowered community, then have lots of interaction with other people, as well as with myself, including two Ask Me Anything group calls every month as part of your membership, go to joinintoday.com, joinintoday.com. So if you are understanding these black eyes and you see them too frequently, then it is a telltale sign that that person wants to intimidate you, wants to back you off, back you up, wants to get you on the run, wants to make you cower, wants to make you afraid. All in the eyes, all in the eyes. Now, the last one is a predatory stare, a predatory stare. And you might make this out to be intense interest in the beginning. You know, they're really into you and they lean in and, and it, it can be that in the beginning. They're really focusing on you. Um, and so you think they're intensely interested in you, but it's in the wrong way. They are intensely interested in you, but it's for the wrong reasons. So this predatory stare, kind of long evaluating looks, you know, you might think of them as, oh, look, he's engaging. He can't take his eyes off me. She can't stop looking at me. However you interpret that, because that has positive connotations, right? There's songs about that. But when it starts to happen over and over and the coldness starts to set in and the assessment starts to set in, they're not evaluating you for how wonderful you are. They're evaluating for you for 
what can I get out of this person? How can I get them to adore and validate me? How can I get them to do my bidding? They're assessing you in that way. And often it's accompanied by that thing that I call the hijackal smirk. That look of um, kind of one side of the mouth turned up. It's kind of a gotcha look. I'm smarter than you. I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm sure that you know the hijackal smirk. And when it comes together with the predatory stare, really intense, really difficult to see. And again, it is piercing and intended to intimidate you, but intended to stare you down and pin you to the wall. And it's kind of laser focused and it's almost as though they would like to crush you with their eyes and make you do their bidding. You familiar with that? Because that's a big one to see. These things are real. You're not imagining them. That's why I wanted to affirm that for you in this episode, because you might think, oh, I, I'm just reading them incorrectly. But when you start to see all of these things I'm talking about tonight, know that you're not reading it incorrectly. It's real. You're not imagining it. It's real. And the thing with the predatory stare is that they're not aware they're doing it it, it just happens. They just go into that mode, but then they become aware they're doing it. And you may have seen this phenomenon. They all of a sudden become aware they're doing it and you get a little bit frightened and they start to realize what they're doing and it dissolves into a warm smile. And then you get confused. Then you start second guessing yourself. Oh, well, maybe they weren't angry. Oh, maybe that wasn't mean. Maybe that wasn't intended to hurt me. Maybe I've got it all wrong. So you start to second guess yourself and second guess yourself. And if you yourself have been experiencing trauma in anywhere in your life, you may be even more likely to go the extra mile to justify and rationalize their behavior. So when they catch themselves and they turn off that predatory stare and they turn it into a smile and then they kind of lean in with their eyes very confusing so they soften at that moment and they they don't want you to be afraid because they realize that they have just sort of shown you something about themselves and they want to cover that up right away so we get this softening and this smile I hope you know what I'm talking about. And on the other hand, I really hope you don't, that you haven't seen it. And it is not something that's happening in your life. But if you're listening to Save Your Sanity, it's probably because you have seen these things. And in that case, I want to validate the fact that these are real. They really do happen. There's lots of research about them, lots of anecdotal and straightforward academic research that the physiognomy, the changes in the face actually occur. There's also very interesting research on eyebrows. Predatory people have a different use of their eyebrows, a different intensity, but we're talking about the eyes tonight. But all of that matters. It really matters. So when I said earlier that we're, I was talking about dead eyes and I said that we were going to talk about that vacant eye dead eye phenomenal is related to um, psychopathic stares. Well, it really does because it is that predatory piece. Um, and if you go that far to, to find someone with psychopathic tendencies, 
that includes all psychopaths are narcissistic. So that includes narcissism, but it goes a very, very deep and dark step beyond that. Know that those people have no feelings of fear. So that's what you sense when you're around a person who's wired like that. They have no fear, so they don't care how you're feeling. Now, it's a step beyond all the things that I've said tonight, but I just want you to know if you see someone so chilling, so cold, and they do not change their face, they just get more intense, that may be happening. And an interesting phenomenon about that, because they have no feelings, they don't actually follow the fight or flight mechanism. So when people who are not psychopathic come into a situation where there's fear to be induced, then most of us, our pupils dilate. But for people with psychopathic tendencies, they have no fear, so they don't feel the fight-or-flight mechanism. It isn't autonomic to them. So their eyes just stay black and cold, but they don't dilate. They don't get bigger. And so that's an important thing to know. You know, Robert Hare was one of the most important writers, is one of the most important writers about the research on psychopaths. And he said this, it's in their eyes that are the most remarkable feature, how they drill into you. How they drill into you. Have you ever said that about the person you're thinking of, that their eyes drill into you? Must be a hijackal. That's the way it rules. So important to see. And when a hijacker looks into your eyes, all they want to see is themselves. That's what narcissism is all about. A hijacker only wants to see themselves reflected in your eyes. They want them to be reflected as attractive and successful and popular and in control and in demand. And you want them and you want to impress them and you want them to want you and they're they only see what they want to see and they want to see themselves reflected in your eyes because it's all about them they don't care to see you i know that's sad but they don't care about seeing you they want you to see them and give them what they want. They want that validation and adoration. So if you have a thought or a feeling or a need or a want or a challenge or you disagree with them, their eyes change because you're not reflecting the joy and wonder of them back to them. You're suggesting something else, and that's why that angers them. So important to know and see that because that's all they want. But you know that after you've been with a hijackal for a while, even if you're constantly telling them how wonderful they are, it's not enough. They want more. And that becomes very, very difficult. So all they want to see in your eyes is adoration of them and a little bit of fear of them. Some of them want a whole lot of fear of them. Do I have you where I want you? Do I have you backed against the wall? Are you afraid of me? Are you afraid of what I'll do or say? That's exactly where they want you. Do you ever have that feeling? They're doing it on purpose? They are. 
They're not doing it on purposes consciously at that moment, as you might think, because they are so driven by what they want, what they need, and how you're not giving it to them. And then you start to see the rage eyes and the vacant eyes and the dark, dead eyes. And then, on the other hand, and in conjunction with the predatory stare, all these things can be happening. So how does knowing this help you? Well, first of all, when you see these things, I hope that it validates your experience. That's what it feels like. And yes, that's a real thing. So that's the number one reason I wanted to talk with you about that, because you may think you're imagining it, or you may think it's only you. No, it's not about you at all. It's about them. And one major thing that everybody, I hope, learns is whatever the hijackal says about you is not true. It's their projection of what they're afraid is true of them or their need to find fault with you, to shift the blame from themselves to you, to make you feel small, to make you feel insignificant, to make you feel less than, to make you feel not good enough, so they could have control over you. And it has nothing to do with who you are. It has everything to do with who they are. Now, how you respond has things to do with you. But what they're saying often has nothing to do with you, most likely has nothing to do with you. So it's a warning sign when you see those things. It's a warning sign, maybe not to engage further, not to enrage them, maybe to step away, maybe to be distracted, maybe to have to go somewhere, anything to take the intensity down a few notches. Now, don't feel like you're giving in and giving up at that point. Once you start to see those eyes come out, it's too late for logic and reason. Did you hear me? It's too late then for logic and reason. They have already gone somewhere in their head and are making up their story about you. And usually that story is, you do not adore me enough. You do not approve of me enough. You do not uh, validate me enough. You are not good enough for me. You are just not enough. And they're very happy to tell you that. And it isn't true. But to get control and power over you, they want you to believe them. So take it as a warning sign when that happens, that that's real. And this is never a good time to poke a hijackle, but that would be the worst time when those kinds of eyes are looking at you, longing for you to be adoring of them while they're behaving their worst. And that's really ugly and really true. So the insight into who you may be in relationship with becomes very important when you start to look at the way that they use their eyes to communicate and to know that, all right, I get it. You've gone into a place of hate. You've gone into a place of revenge. You've gone into a place of feeling as though you are not getting what you need and want. And at those moments, they plan to take it out on you in some way. The silent treatment, their rage, their uh, anger showing up, their walking out and abandoning you, 
which many times can be a blessing, just like the silent treatment can be a blessing. I don't have to worry about it anymore. But if you have been cowed, if you have been destroyed by this over time, then you are trauma bonded and you start wondering where they are and you start getting agitated and you start pleading with them to come home. All of those things are not going to work well for you. So I'm not going to go down those those rabbit holes right now. I just want to stick with the eyes so that you understand that what you're seeing is actually occurring and that you can know that those different ways that the eyes work, those are not times to have deep conversations. They're not times to ask them what's wrong, not times to ask them what, what they're thinking or feeling, none of that. Those are times to just get busy doing something else, move away, uh, make the cup of tea, do whatever it is that you do to distract in your home where you have a logical reason to go and do something else that will not make the hijackle feel left or abandoned, but you maybe can do something that makes sense. I hope that's good for you to hear these things because This is the way they try to control you. And you've seen it. You've seen it in enough movies. And it seems like there are more and more things being made on television and and movies and Netflix and and, uh, Hulu and all those places that are making movies. Seems there is a great rise in the number of um, movies that have to do with covert and overt narcissism and hijackals in general. Sometimes I wonder if they're making those movies so that people will feel the recognition, but it certainly seems to be a lot more of those movies coming out, and they may be very triggering for you, so I don't suggest that you spend much time with them. Anyway, I hope it's been helpful to you to hear about these different kinds of eyes, and that you will now know that it's real, and those moments are not moments to engage the hijackal in a conversation beyond what would you like for dinner and will you pass the salt. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm glad you spent this time with me. And come on over, listen more frequently, saveyoursanitypodcast.com. If I can help you, go to beaclient.com and let's talk. If you'd like to become a member of my emerging empowered community, go to joinintoday.com. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.